welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and it's just Rich Dotson today. That's right. I'm all by myself, but that's okay. That's what you people want deep inside, deep down in your hearts. You're saying, give me more rich. Well, now you got it. So dreams do come true. And today we're talking, not we are talking. I am going to talk about a couple guys that I think are going to have bounce back years. So dynasty players that will have a bounce back year. Four guys that I'm going to talk about. So it's not going to be a long episode, but a couple guys that I'd like to bounce back this year and help you win that coveted dynasty championship and guys that could be had uh you know we're not talking jamal charles or Le'Veon bell guys that were hurt for the most part uh but guys that can come back and have some success before we get into that i want to talk about a couple notes here arian foster signs with the miami dolphins and i've been saying this for months now that the dolphins wanted another running back they did not trust the jhi uh same thing with jeremy langford jeremy langford in chicago uh, same for Latavius Murray in Oakland. The clock is ticking. The clock is already somewhat run out on JJ. Uh Does that mean JJ has no value? No. I think JJ actually has a potential to still start. I don't think it's likely, but I think Arian Foster's going to come in, and he stated this as well, and be more of a predominantly passing running back. So in your PPR leagues, he has a really good chance to dominate. Foster looked really well when he was healthy last year in the passing game, and he looked really well before getting hurt for that brief five seconds he was on the playing field. And let's face it, if you're a JHI owner, I mean, it's only a matter of minutes before Arian Foster's on the sideline with a boo-boo again. So have the Band-Aids ready, the icy hot, the surgeon, it's going to happen. I mean, Foster is notorious for getting hurt. So if you have a, J- if you have a JHI, not, don't be overly worried. But at the same time, I'm hoping that they bring the Foster in for this one year and they do cut back his carries and they do utilize him in the, in the passing game because we need him to succeed to win a championship. And I think if they can give J.J. some of those ground pound carries, that will help Arian Foster. If Arian Foster stays healthy, he can have a running back one year. So if you have Foster, if you went out and got Foster, this offseason for nothing, then kudos to you. Again, I'm not overly confident he's going to stay healthy, but again, the Dolphins are trying to build an electric offense. That's why they brought Adam Gase in. So if you have, if you are desperate at running back, Foster might be somebody you could buy for pennies on the dollar. Again, I wouldn't be overly optimistic about him being there in the playoffs, but hey, you never know. But he does finally sign somewhere. He signs with Miami. If you're a JJ owner, I mean, you had to see the writing on the wall. Uh, that's what we've been saying. Sell him for weeks now. And if you passed up on that, well, you know, a day late, a dollar short. And in other news as well, Spencer Ware was listed as the number two running back for Kansas City. Again, we've we've said this a couple times as well, that we like Spencer Ware over Trakendrick West to be that primary backup to Jamal Charles. West kind of does what Charles does well, and that's catch the ball, 
and Ware is more of a ground and pound kind of running back. And Ware looked good in his opportunities last year doing that role. So we can look to Spencer Ware to be that goal line back, to be that short yardage back. So that might give him some standalone value where he may finish a year as a running back three, maybe a high-end running back three, depending on injuries. He might fall into that running back two category. And he might be someone that may be able to produce in that role that he's going to have with the Chiefs. And again, can Jamal Charles stay healthy for an entire year? So Spencer Ware is a really nice player who just signed an extension that, again, he might be obtainable. And we've been saying, go out and get Spencer Ware for a while now. So hopefully you did that. And hopefully he's going to help you if you're desperate for a running back as that's fill-in role. Is Spencer going to help you win a championship? No, but he's going to help you get by to make the playoffs. And hopefully you can be healthy enough when you get there to win it all. And if Jamal Charles goes down, then maybe he can be somebody that gets you where he needs to be. Spencer Ware, I'm a fan. So let's get into some of these guys that I think are going to have bounce back years. Guys that suffered last year that were not successful. Guys that you're down on. Guys that could be had, well, three out of four of them, I feel. This guy's up on one. I've been preaching a little bit here. But let's get into it here. First guy I want to talk about, let's talk about that first guy, and that's Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener just signed with the Saints this offseason, and he signed a five-year contract for $18 million guaranteed. The Saints like Kobe Fleener. They paid him. They paid him well. And the Saints are a team that have produced a top-seven fantasy tight end for years upon years. And now Marcus Colston leaves. They have Brandon Cooks there. They bring in Michael Thomas. We have Willie Sneed. The targets have to go somewhere. And over the years, 20% of those targets have gone to the Saints tight end. That's what they average. And even though Fleener has never had more than 92 targets, well, Ben Watson last year had 109 targets. It's safe to say Kobe Fleener's better athletically than Ben Watson last year. So, you know, you have Jimmy Graham there who was a top three tight end from 2011 and 2014. And then you have Ben Watson last year was tight end number seven. The Saints like their tight ends. They produce year in, year out. Kobe Fleener last year was tight end 17. You can expect him to be a t- top seven tight end this year if he stays healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that with all the money in the bank. and. You know, Kobe Fleener is somewhat similar to Jimmy Graham in size and athleticism. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have as good as hands as Jimmy Graham, but he has a similar size. And Breeze is already gushing about him, saying, hey, this is a guy that knows how to get open. Breeze likes Jimmy Graham. The Saints like Jimmy Graham. And he's going to be target. He's going to be trying to be that number two target in that Saints offense. Can Willie Sneed be that number two targets? Again, I think Willie Sneed fits into that third slot right there. Um, still interested what they'll do with Michael Thomas, but I don't see him being a heavy target monster here. And with the Saints averaging 20% of their targets, two tight ends, I think that's going to continue. And I think that Kobe Fleener can get that 110 targets, that 115 targets. Again, 109 last year went to Ben Watson, and Ben Watson finishes tight end number seven. Fleener should easily eclipse that. We'll see where their defense is. We'll see how, if they could fall behind and are playing catch-up. 
red zone threat. Kobe Fleener should be their number one red zone threat in the passing game. So touchdowns should be up as well. This is a guy who could have a really good year. Now, of the three out of the four that I mentioned, Fleener's probably definitely going to be the hardest to obtain. But this isn't always, always just about obtaining. This is about who I think is have a really bounce, really solid bounce back year. And I don't love Kobe Fleener. His situation, it just puts him into a place where he's probably going to have a really high success rate with a really low floor. Targets there, quarterbacks there, offenses there. So if you need a tight end, and again, the tight end is a great position to give you that edge over your opponents because not everybody has good tight ends. So if you need a tight end, Kobe Fleener is probably the guy you want to go out there and try and package for. All right. Next guy I have on my list here is C.J. Anderson for the Denver Broncos. A lot of the dynasty community is down on C.J. Anderson. He's a turd. He can't get it done. Look at Ronnie Hillman last year. They bring in Devontae Booker. I'm not overly confident in C.J. Anderson. He just wasn't good last year. As a matter of fact, he finished as running back 31 last year, so you're right. He was a running back three, and he wasn't good last year. Definitely started off the year, but during the playoffs, he showed that he was a solid running back. And good enough where the Chicago Bears were trying to sign him, the Miami Dolphins were trying to sign him, and the Broncos were like, hey, 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 fellas, hands off my lady, my lady named CJ, okay? We're signing this guy to a four-year, $18 million contract. And not only that, the Broncos invested in their offensive line. You know, they got Russell Okung at left tackle now. They have Donald Stevenson at right, right tackle. and they invested in the fullback position. They drafted a fullback, Andy Janovich. Janovich, it begins with a J, but they drafted a fullback. They want to run the ball this year. And, hey, if my quarterback was butt fumble, I'd want to run the, quarter, run the ball a lot too. I can't trust this guy at quarterback. Paxton Lynch, who knows? They're talking about Simeon might be him out as a rookie. I don't know. The quarterback situation there is a huge question mark for me. Doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter. I'm not confident anybody this year. So the Broncos are going to want to run the ball a lot. And with Gary Kubiak at coach, I mean, Gary Kubiak's the guy that had Arian Foster, and Arian Foster finished the, in the top six in attempts for three straight years under Kubiak. He's going to want to run the ball this year. And with a defense like that, why wouldn't you want to run the ball? You you have a good receiver in Damaris Thomas. You have a good receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. Jeff Hireman's the tight end. He's an unknown, all right? And again, you have butt fumble at quarterback. So there's not a lot to be overly excited there about in the offense. And the best thing to do for the Broncos to help them win games is going to be to run the ball and run the ball a lot. Hence, the old line improvements, hence investing in a fullback. The carries will be there. And carries give you fancy points. When a guy, a running back's a position where it could be a force-fed fantasy opportunity where this guy's getting tons of carries. doesn't matter how talented he is, he's going to score fantasy points. And I like Devontae Booker, but I don't think Devontae Booker is coming in here and stealing the, stealing the job from C.J. Anderson. The Broncos are going to give him every opportunity to be the man this year. I think C.J. Anderson is going to be the focal point of the Broncos offense and how successful does that where does that get him I don't know but I do know it's gonna be good enough to help you win 
fantasy games this year. If you want to get out of C.J. Anderson, if you fall out of the playoffs, heck, that's gonna, he's going to have really good value there. If you're out of the playoffs, you miss the playoffs, and somebody's going to be making a championship run, you might be able to sneak a 17 first out of somebody for C.J. Anderson. He will have value all year long. And I don't expect him to start off like he did last year. I don't. Again, with the better O-line improvements here, I think that he's going to be toiling with those running back one numbers throughout the year. The receptions won't be there, but the carries will be there for C.J. Anderson. I'm a believer. I'm thinking he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to shatter that running back 31 uh, rank he had last year and finish somewhere around 15 to possibly 9 for ceiling, maybe. Get a little, get a little hopes on that. So C.J. Anderson, get on it, jump on it. Another guy I have here is a running back, too. Uh, Melvin Gordon finished his running back 48 last year. And I know Melvin Gordon was drafted with all the hopes of being a Hall of Fame running back. I know I bought into him. But one overall year as a rookie playing poorly is not enough to deter me off of a running back. And let's face it, Melvin Gordon was bad last year. Bad. You don't finish his running back 48 without being bad. And yes, he got hurt. But let's look at it, right? The Chargers had the worst offensive line in football last year. There's like a new offensive line man playing for the Chargers every single week. I mean, they were pulling guys off of the street. I think I saw my uncle playing left guard at one point for the Chargers. They're interviewing homeless people to come and play on the offensive line. Anybody they can get their hands on. It was in shambles last year. It was terrible. And to top on top of that, Keenan Allen gets hurt in week eight. And then the following week, Malcolm Floyd gets hurt in week nine. So where the defense is going to focus on. You have this terrible offensive line. You have no receivers. Well, <laughs> all we got to do is just stop the run game, and this game's going to be easy. And it was. But Melvin Gordon's still talented. I mean, this is a guy that the Chargers traded up to get. He was the 15th overall pick in the first round. For a running back, that shows extreme value. That's a huge investment that you're making as a team. And this is a team that's going to want to get Melvin Gordon going. And Ken Wisenhut's there as well. And he's shown that he can get two quality running backs fantasy points. So with Danny Woodhead being there, Danny Woodhead could still be that third down running back and still produce for your fantasy team and be startable every week. And so can Melvin Gordon. So this is a team that is getting healthier at offensive line. You have DJ Fluker coming back. They invested in offensive line as well. and. Melvin Gordon is going to get the carries and have the opportunity to prove himself to be that running back the Chargers drafted. I'm a believer in Melvin Gordon. I think he's a talented running back. And his 40 time showed us that it wasn't just all pure speed there in Wisconsin. I think he ran a 4-5. So this is a guy that needs a crease. And there was no creases in San Diego last year. He was pretty much a vampire behind that offensive line because there was no daylight to be seen. All right, so he needs those creases to do what he does best, and that's being an explosive running back. This guy didn't score any touchdowns last year. That's concerning. There's a lot of concerns to be held about Melvin Gordon, but his value is too low to really kind of sell. Maybe you could buy him, but I, I can't see an owner just giving up off somebody after one year and 
nor should you give up after some of you took top three in your rookie draft overall after one year. That's silly. That's not how you build a successful dynasty team. You know, jump and ship after these rookies after one year. Tons of players have bad years. Look at in San Diego alone. Ryan Matthews had a bad rookie year. And then he comes back his second year and scores like pretty much 1,500 yards. Why not Melvin Gordon? It's a risk. Tons of fantasy players are risk. I'm going to take a chance on Melvin Gordon. You should take a chance on Melvin Gordon. Next guy on the list. Wow, this is going way quicker than I thought it would. We're only 16 minutes in, people, and I'm at the end of my list. Probably should have more guys on this list. Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith, the forgotten son in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Nobody wants Torrey Smith. I don't want Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith was wide receiver 54 last year. He's only 27 years old. This is the same Torrey Smith in 2015 signed a five-year, $40 million contract with $22 million guaranteed. And then he followed, what did he do with that first year, big money? Uh, had a career low, 33 catches, 663 yards, and four touchdowns, right? And I don't like boomer bust players. I tell you guys, hey, I don't like these boomer bust players. These kind of, you know, throw it deep, I'm open kind of players. And that's what Torrey Smith does best. But Chip Kelly is now in San Diego. And Chip Kelly likes to feed his top five receivers. When he was in Philadelphia, his number one receiver always had a minimum of 126 targets. And again, Torrey Smith likes those deep throws. He likes that boom-bust mentality. But guess who else does that? Deshaun Jackson. And what does Sean Jackson do? Under Chip Kelly in the same offense? Eh, in 2013, just had his best fantasy season ever. He's the number one there. There's nobody else there. Quentin Patton's there. Pfft. Does that scare you? Does it even get you excited? Do some of you, when I say the name Quentin Patton, go, who's Quentin Patton? I'm sure a lot of you do. So somebody's going to have to catch the ball there. I mean, it's pretty much Arian, uh, Carlos Hyde and Torrey Smith. Not much else. So... Somebody's got the producer, and he's a wide receiver one on his offense. So, Torrey Smith could be one of those guys that could be held had for really, really cheap. That helps you end up winning your dynasty championship because you give up very little to get him, and he produces as a low end wide receiver two, more likely a wide receiver three. But wide receiver threes are great. Wide receiver threes help you win championships. And again, I think Chip Kelly's going to help this offense. Because their offense last year was just terrible. Every aspect of that offense was just terrible. And they have money invested in Torrey Smith, and they're going to have to get some return on that money. Again, Chip Kelly targets his number one receivers, a minimum of 126 targets every single year. Those targets don't go to Torrey Smith. There's nobody else to give those targets to. When you have Vance McDonald there, I mean, I like him to increase his input too, but he's not the number one target there in San Francisco. Are they going to run the ball a ton? Yes. Carlos Hyde's going to capitalize that. Carlos Hyde's a name you could add on to that list there, the bounce back. Uh, but Torrey Smith is disgustingly cheap right now, and I feel like he's going to give you a really good return. And at age 27, 28, I mean, you're really entering your prime there. So maybe he was, maybe he was a little depressed about everything that was going on there in San Francisco. And, hey, 
you know, I signed this big contract, but this is not what I signed up for. Is that a good mentality? Certainly not. But you never know. So those are the four guys that I really like to bounce back. It's a short list. I should have I should have had a longer list, but that is my list. Okay. CJ Anderson, Melvin Gordon, and Torrey Smith. And you know, there's tons of guys that I think will still bounce back, but those are like guys that are a little bit down the list that I thought could have a better year. I think Julius Thomas for the Jacksonville Jaguars will bounce back a little bit, you know, bounce back this year, not a little bit. I think Jordan Cameron could bounce back. I mean, Jordan Cameron last year was tight end number 27. I know he took a pay cut, but I feel like he was underutilized there in Miami. And all these new weapons, especially Aaron Foster, maybe to open up some things for Jordan Cameron. And can he bounce back this year? He's going to have to if he wants to make good and get paid again. So I think he could bounce back a little bit. I think Eric Ebron is going to join that tight end uh, one category. He's not really going to bounce back. I think he's going to take a step forward this year uh, as well. Some, maybe some other wide receivers that are going to bounce back this year. Randall Cobb's a nice, obviously, choice there in Green Bay. With Jordy Nelson coming back, we talked about it, I think, last week or in the last two weeks that Cobb is just one of those guys who's not fit to be a number one wide receiver. And when that opportunity came up, he failed. Well, this year, they have Jordy Nelson coming back, so he doesn't have to do that. So they get better O-line play in Green Bay. and They get better play out of Eddie Lacy, who's going to have to play for a contract this year as well, hence why he's doing all the P90X. And add in Jared Cook at tight end, add in Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb should have a really solid bounce back year. I'm not talking injuries, Keen Allens should definitely bounce back this year. Look for Alshon Jeffrey to bounce back this year. Again, this is a guy who's just franchise. He wants to get paid. He's going to do everything he possibly can to have a huge year this year. Alshon, to me, even falls in that category, changing offenses, and some most of the time receivers don't really pan out a lot when they move. I'd be looking to move Alshon this offseason. I mean, this is a guy who has top 15 startup value. And if he starts off strong, if he signs, re-signs back in Chicago, I don't think that's glorious. And depending, who knows where he ends up in, if he doesn't re-sign in Chicago. Uh, his value, if he starts off really strong, this could be this could be potentially Alshon's biggest year. And this might be his prime selling point again he's young we don't want to sell young receivers but you might be able to get a good enough return definitely with the right package to get a receiver back somebody who you might like a little bit better maybe like a brandon cooks somebody who's younger um maybe if dante creep moncrief has a good year and you can kind of make a package maybe alshon alone won't get it done but i'd be looking to sell a little bit of alshon not a huge alshon guy it's just me he's somebody that i'd be looking to kind of move just just a little bit, just a little bit, but then I don't own any shares. Uh, and as far as more running backs, I think potentially bounce back. A lot of those guys are just hurt. You know, Le'Veon Bell can bounce back. Jamal Charles, bounce back. LaShawn McCoy, you know, I didn't even get into that, that Carlos Williams, I don't even know how I forget to mention this, but Carlos Williams got popped with a four-game suspension for performance enhancing drugs talking about a falling off the map carlos williams my goodness this guy looked terrific last year his dynasty stock was through the roof then all of a sudden he shows up the training camp like a tub of goo too many ho-hos i think matt said before that he blamed his pregnant wife or something come on dude 
That's that's ridiculous. All right. Shows up like a tub of goo, then gets popped for pain enhancing hip pills. Uh, this is good if you're a Jonathan Williams owner who has his own problems. But this is really good if you're a LaShawn McCoy owner. Uh, this might be one big last hurrah for LaShawn McCoy. I definitely expect him to bounce back from his running back 19 position this last year. And now I really think he might have the potential to be a running back one again this year. I look for a really solid bounce back from LaShawn McCoy. He's definitely on this list. I mean, McCoy only played in 12 games last year, and his carries were drastically down. And this is a guy that in 2013 had 314 carries for 1,607 yards. In 2014, he had 16, he played in 16 games, 314 carries again for 1,319 yards. Again, these yards drops, dropped significantly. But in 12 games last year, he had 895 yards. So he would have broke 1,000 yards last year if he played a full season. And he caught the bell pretty well last year. He had 32 catches for 292 yards. So if he can stay healthy, there's no reason not to expect that LaShawn McCoy won't have a bounce back year this year. Uh, so those are a couple guys at the top of, my, top of my head as well that I kind of think will have a, a bounce back year. I mean, you kind of throw Ryan Matthews in that list because in Philadelphia, they're going to run him pretty significantly as well. I know he finished as running back 37 last year. So Ryan Matthews is a good solid bet to bounce back this year. Deion Lewis, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be an obvious bounce back player. Amir Abdullah could fall into that list of being a bounce back player as well. So those are guys I all think will have a better year. And then, of course, Carlos Hyde missed most of last year. Tim Hightower is another guy I want to mention as well that we can't forget about. I mean, Tim Hightower, now, I don't want to say, like, bounce back year, but I, I want everybody to remember, Tim Hightower last year helped a lot of people win, win some fantasy championships last year. And with that C.J. Spiller experiment failing, do I think C.J. Spiller can kind of bounce back? Maybe, but unlikely. It seems like Tim Hightower will be the number two running back last year. And again, he finished the season really strong after Ingram went down, and he helped a lot of people win Dynasty Fantasy Championships. So I'm not calling Hightower a bounce-back player. I just want to remind everybody that he's likely the number two running back there in the Saints offense, and that the offense can't be as pass-happy as they'd like to. They're going to run the ball a lot. We talked last week about Mark Ingram being that top elite running back one up until he got hurt. Well, Tim Hightower might be another guy that you want to own that you can get really cheap right now as a nice little reserve. So there you go. There's a little bit uh a little bit of whipped cream on top of that. A little bit more nuggets. Again, shorter show by myself this week. We'll be back next week. I think we're gonna talk about we're gonna get as we get ready to train get ready for training camp here. Um some nice sleepers that we're gonna be talking about, some second and third year breakout players, some good episodes really coming up here with Matt getting back in the fold here. Uh he couldn't be here this week just because of time restraints. But he will be back next week. So if you did miss his glorious voice, he will be back. So it's okay. We'll be back. In the meantime, uh, we are adding some more rankers to DynastyNerds.com. And by rankers, I'm not talking about people that are going to come out here and tell your mama jokes. Okay? Not those kind of rankers. We're talking Dynasty Fantasy Football rankings. Now, as you know, at DynastyNerds.com, we offer free rankings, free ADP. I know uh, Dan at Rookie ADP just sent me over the Rookie. ADP for this month, and Kyle will be sending me in the regular ADP very shortly as well. But we are adding some more rankers to the list, so it's going to really solidify our rankings even more. 
So besides Corey, myself, and Tyler Rankin, I know we're bringing at P. Win Dynasty in, uh, at Win Smith wants to get in, and a couple other guys, guys that write for us like Chris Whitman, Jordan Nutter, uh, are interested in doing some rankings as well. So make sure you get DynastyNerds.com every single day to click on those rankings. Again, you know, the more people we have on here putting on their rankings and hit, updating them every week, the better, more accurate rankings you're actually going to get. And the rankings and ADP combined are the best way to evaluate players. So it lets you know what I think, our writers think, and what the people think. And what the people think is really important as well. So if you see somebody on here and say, hey, you know, the people are taking Melvin Gordon at 56, and Rich has him as his number 35 dynasty player, that's, that's good value there. So utilize it. Utilize the website. Again, we have great writers that are under, they put out new articles every single day for you guys. We update our rankings once a week, and we have eight free ADP on there, which comes out every month. So utilize it. It's a great way to support the site. Click on DynastyNerds.com every, every day. You know what? Just make DynastyNerds.com your homepage. I mean, come on. Every day you open that computer, pop it on, what do you see? Dynasty News. Wow. It's a glorious day no matter what happens after that. You're going. You're starting our day off with a smile. So, get dynastyinterns.com every day. We are here to help you win a Dynasty Fantasy Football Championship. Always, always get on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Always love to read those. Again, you leaving us a rating and review helps our podcast stay atop the charts. You can be a man of the people or a woman of the people. I read every review. I look for them every day. They put a smile on my face. So, put a smile on my face. And as always, if you want to support the site monetarily, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Try blend, most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your life. You want a black or gray shirt? You want a high five increase? Get on DynastyNerds.com, buy a t-shirt. As I said, uh, we'll be back next week talking more Dynasty Fantasy Football in our normal hour format. But, you know, half the people here, half the time. Sorry, folks, I can only talk for so long. So I'll be back next week. Enjoy your week. More news coming soon. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.